0: Good morning. Great to be with you here on Winners on this Saturday morning here on SEN Track. Good morning to you listening on your local SEN Track dial right across the country. And a big hello to you wherever you may be listening on the SEN app. Big show coming your way. It's a group one day once again at Eagle Farm, highlighted by the Queensland Oaks. A lot of rain around Melbourne. We're on a soft six at the moment. Wouldn't be surprised if we get a downgrade at some stage um, there today at Flemington and we're racing on a good four there at Rose Hills. Some terrific racing at Moorferville as well. Um, Belmont across there in the West and some handy harness racing and greyhound racing tonight. We'll find you plenty of winners, of course, after 10 o'clock. Um, we'll be catching up with all of our experts and then race card after that. But this is winners brought to you by Kilmore Toyota and English Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer along with Picklebet. And it is, what, three minutes past nine? So let's get stuck into the opening bell.
1: The opening bell with Jules Valance. Good
0: morning to you, Jules. Good morning, Jules. How are you, mate? I am very well, mate. I am very well. I'm like I'm driving a car these days, and I don't know how I'm driving, but I'm getting there. How's how's life?
1: Uh, surviving. Yep. Just getting through some um, inclement weather at the moment, just trying to find a way to something. I'll get some sun on the back, but um, maybe in the next month or two.
0: It's interesting looking at the track conditions today out there in Queensland. Perfect. Every horse should get their opportunity. You would imagine on a good four, Um I think it might be a little difficult to make up ground when they're racing on a firm track there at Eagle Farm. Rose Hill, we're on a good four, and I think that you'll need to be on pace. And um, Liam O'Keefe has just sent through a text message saying, mate, it's a soft six at the moment, but we do not want any more rain. And when I look outside, we're hosting from Melbourne this morning. The rain continues to fall. So it might be worth just waiting a little bit just to monitor to see how this track will play at headquarters.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, you look at, Um, what they got last night. So they've had just under three mils last night and it pushed into the soft six. So we're sort of sitting at a soft five, gets to a soft six. And if they didn't get the three mils, you're probably thinking they're bordering on closer to a good four. So it just goes to show that I think as much as we have in our head that Flemington's this great drying track, which it is, but that's usually in those spring months. and we're in October and November, we can have plenty of rain and Liam's team can get heaps of work into the track that it can absorb that rain and it doesn't really matter and we end up still back on a good foot. It's very different this time of the year in winter. I think they cop a little bit of rain and they're going to get rain, obviously, a little bit more today. you just got to have in your head that it's not going to dry as quick as what we think in the winter months compared to the spring months. And we've been talking about it a little bit over the last sort of six weeks at Flemington, that it seems to be holding the juice a little bit more than it would in spring. So... That shows. I mean, you know, Liam texting you saying we're going to be on a we're we're currently on a six and you know could possibly be a downgrade. We just got to shift our belief of Flemington from month to month and, and the different times of the year. Fantastic track, we know that. I don't think it's going to have too much impact on how it races. I think it races beautifully every time. He does a great job, but we just need to be mindful that it's not spring right now and it doesn't dry as quick as it would on Melbourne
0: Cup Day. Opening bell is all about analysing markets. And we did that last week. Invincible Caviar was a perfect example there. You took Invincible Caviar on. She drifted in the market. She didn't win. But then on Monday on the review show, you said, well, she's a horse worth following, maybe when she steps up and trips. So we'll see if we can analyse these markets today because it's not necessarily trying to work out. You might do all the form in the world and you might be liking a few horses today. And we're not saying that if the market goes, the horse that you want to back, um, it, whether it firms or whether it eases, that you shouldn't back it today. But the whole idea of the opening bell is to try and analyse these markets and hopefully help you back winners at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, yeah that, that's part of it. I think, I think the whole idea of it is is that we're not saying that the market's the be-all and end-all. Absolutely no. not. I mean, and that's there's so many different ways to skin a cat. You don't have to bet SP you sometimes to win the race, what we're, the, the premise of the show here, and hopefully the punters can understand is, we're trying to identify horses you probably should be backing, you know, as we're going live to air now or in the next half an hour. And then there's most often horses that you probably should wait on because the market seems to be going to let you on later on that you're going to get a better price. And it's just giving you more bang for your buck. You might have a hundred dollars or $50 to be able to spend. And that's all you have to spend. You want to try and get as much investment, um, or return out of that investment as you can. So that's what we're trying to do here, guys.
0: And you can join our conversation anytime you want. We've got a couple of terrific prizes to give away. One 235548 is the number to give us a call on. One 235548 or you can send us a text message. 736. nine seven three six seven three six. Let's have a look at the biggest race today around the country, and that's the Queensland Oaks. And this is an interesting betting race because of the scratching on Thursday afternoon of uh, the favourite in Fireburn, and she would have started a dominant favourite in my eyes, but now the market's been turned upside down. First of all, when you have a look at the fluctuations, Jules, don't think a horse that's been 15 into $7 has been a big go, because when the favourite comes out of a market like that, with all of the percentage that she was taking up, um, then all of a sudden it's basically a new market.
1: Hundred percent. And and that's really important for the for the punter to understand if they're on an app or something where they're having the bet, they'll probably have an opening fluck and then they'll see that it's, you know, firmed in. But I think your best guide I know Fireburn sort of came out Thursday at some stage, your best guide really is to probably go from Saturday morning, say scratching time, say eight o'clock or something like that. And that's gonna be your best guide to determine what the market's doing. This has been in the last fifteen minutes a good old fashioned go here. Um, so, Renaissance Woman was holding favouritism clearly, uh, Gaz. No doubting that whatsoever. was sitting around 360, 370. Now, it really hasn't moved. It's just budged to 380. What's happened is a fair savoir has been off the map in the last 10 minutes. So, sort of 440 bet, um, then $4, and now it's $3.80 equal favourite. And from what I can see, I mean, it looks like a fair silver going to start favourite in this Queensland Oaks, which I wouldn't have said if you'd spoke to me half an hour ago, um, she has been a really good push uh, in the last 10 minutes in particular.
0: We had a chat to Dave Eustace. He said that she's over, or he's over the moon with the way that she's traveled up to Queensland. She was dominant in Australasian Oaks. She's got a wide escape to overcome, but she's proven that she can do that. Like she did there in, in Adelaide. Is it, is the money coming for her because of the stable is the money coming for her because they think that Alan might be able to go forward and, get a tactical advantage on a renaissance woman.
1: How do you... Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting... I would think, you know, obviously that does factor into pricing models, the camps. There's there's no doubting that. I I probably would look at it more from a perspective of she's been there, done that over a similar distance. And do they think that this race is going to be run at a really solid tempo and they think she might be able to absorb it? Whereas renaissance woman sort of getting to this kind of distance and, yes, she was very good last start, in the traditional lead up. But if they think it's a really going to be a really fast solidly race, does that blunt probably the class of Renaissance woman over this kind of distance? That's the way I sort of look at it, that they seem to, especially when they're betting at this time, um, the bigger guy. So it seems to me that they've done their maps and they think, okay, this is a genuinely run race. We think who's going to be the best stayer out of all of them. They probably have no doubt the Renaissance Woman's the best, best horse is not over a mile this is over 2200 meters and they think if it's a fast run race a fair silver is going to be better suited that's the way i read that gaz
0: what are they doing with the new zealand horses i'm always fascinated by the horses across the ditch because we know that they've had tremendous success during our carnivals sakura girl gets opie bossum has she been solid in the market there's a few question marks whether she will get a strong oaks trip here in queensland today
1: yeah, I think she's one that's probably, if you do like her hold off, I think you're going to get a better price. That $9 looks like it's going to get into double figures. And if there's a question mark on possibly her getting 2200 metres, then you look at, okay, what are they backing? And they're backing horses that they can absorb the high pressure race. So it sort of shows that maybe she's the one that's possibly going to be also getting spat out from a market perspective. So I think if you like, secure a girl. I'd be holding off. You're going to get a better price than that $9.59 that's available right now.
0: I'm fascinated by a few of the other races there at Eagle yes. Farm today. I'm all over Clemenceau. Now, this is a perfect example, and you can explain this to us, Mug Punish Jules. So Clemenceau last start in the takeover target at Gosford. Starts $2.90. It was backed off the map. They were climbing out of trees to back Clemenceau. <laughs> a horse that was a drifting second or third favourite on that particular day was Think It Over who's now been given a slot by Newgate in a Everest and is the favourite for the Stradbroke. Now, Clemiseau didn't have any luck. It wasn't Jason Collett's greatest ride on that day there at at Gosford. He went to the inside, wasn't the place to be. So you're getting $8, Clemiseau, now from a low gate with a little bit of pace in this race. And he meets horses like a Prince of Boom, who's who's pretty good, but I don't think is in the category or the class of a a think-it-over. Quantico is one of those horses that, Always finds a little bit of bad luck, and you could probably say the same for Clemenceau, And then Baller, who's looking for his third Morton Cup, but explain this with the SP: How Clemenceau today, off what we saw at, at Gosford, is eight dollars here?
1: Yeah, it's a different race, so it's a it's a whole different dynamic. Yeah. Um, I think the the issue here again is gate three is if they don't lead on this horse, where are they? Leaders back or are they end just up off being... the sp-
0: off the speed there, Jill smoking the pipe?
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah so smoking the pipe but if, sometimes you can smoke the pipe but unfortunately horses can't jump other horses no. um you know in a horse race unless you're obviously in a hurdle there's no hurdles here so um that's going to be difficult i think looks looks like the speed mappers are thinking well clemen so yeah it brings a pretty good form line but still got to somehow find a position now i will also say that uh, i think it's going to get better than seven dollars fifty or the you know, even $8 that you can sort of get right now. It seems to be easy in the market along with far too easy. Um, they're the two that seem to be soft. Quantico is just solid as a rock. There is, I cannot find a chink in the market. Now, you might be able to find a chink in the form. That's fine. But I'm just talking from a market perspective. It has been solid all across the board, Quantico. Uh, obviously, they think that it maps really well. James McDonald wrote a few winners last uh, last week in Brisbane. Um, they tick a lot of boxes. Dry track. I think it's clearly, you can see, identify that its best ever figures are on a bone dry track. So it gets every opportunity. No real knock from a market perspective of Prince of Boom either. They're the two that are really solid. And as I say, if you like Clemens so are Far Too Easy, I think I'd be holding off because I think you're going to get a better price.
0: The final event's an interesting race. I think this is nearly the race of the day. You've got Golden Boom, who Tony Golden's declared once again, if you recall. This was the horse that was heavily supported a few weeks ago at Doom, but um, other horses that are of interest, Red Card smashed the clock, this filly, out of a good race there at Scone. And history tells you Golf Dolphin like to target some of their better fillies, like a Sapoteo in a Denise's Joy there at Scone, and then they go on to better things, and that could be the case for Red Card. And then you get a horse like a written in code that was probably a little unlucky against a Red Card that, is tipped there today by Chris Nelson. So what's the market
1: doing here? Oh, this is, this is a fascinating race. And what yeah. we're seeing right now is um, not those top three that you mentioned are all bringing great form lines. And I know Golden Boom, you could suggest, fell in last up, but I've got it rating a pretty good race. So I don't think it's going to get spat out completely. Red card, you're right. That race just went enormous and written in code didn't have much luck. They're the three that are holding sway here, but I can't, I couldn't push you into one or the other is going to start favourite. If I had to be, you know, um, knife to the throat, I would suggest red card probably starts favourite off that big number. It did last start slightly, uh, which is sort of what the market has right now. But they're three genuine good horses. I love these kinds of races where you've got horses that have really lit up the clock from different parts of the globe. They all meet in one space and everyone can have their own opinion. And I don't think this is one where, the market's really going to take a set against either of these three uh, or any of these three. So that, that's um, a really exciting prospect if you like one over the other, because you're going to sort of get um, some pretty pretty good value, even though you know, you'll suggest, oh, the value is not at $4, or sometimes the value can be very much at $4 if you sort of remove the other two for whatever reason the way you do your form.
0: There's a few other interesting races there at Eagle Farm. The Phoenix is probably the last chance for a few of these two-year-olds to put their hand up towards a JJ Atkins. Um, next week, Influential's an interesting horse. It had big wraps on it. Uh, he had big wraps on him before he failed there the other day on the Sunshine Coast. So is there any other races or horses that really um, stand out to you there, Jules, on this program that you think this will be interesting to see how this goes because
1: of the market? Um, in that first race you, you spoke about the Phoenix the f- sort of current favourites the Azula, uh, Azula if you do like it I would think you're going to get a better price than the $3.40 sort of currently being shocked at the moment so um, I'd be holding off on it if you like it I think you're going to get a better price there but you're right it's a pretty um, solid day from a market perspective as well sort of flat open markets uh, that I think you know we're obviously going to see plenty of, of movement but um No, it's going to be very interesting Eagle Farm. I love the fact that it's going to be on a dry track. They'll run some really good times, and usually good times, dry tracks. Uh, Barring bad luck that you don't get a run, Um, best horse usually wins. Interesting, that Foxy Frida race in race five, that Magic Million race, Gaz, it was just heavily backed in Adelaide. It's probably going as good as it's ever gone. Just probably, I reckon, you're going to get better than that $2.20. So again, not saying it can't win or whatever you want to do with it, but I'd be holding off on Foxy Frieda. I think he might get better than that two twenty $2.20, two dollars twenty five currently being shopped. Really good betting for Osmos down the bottom gate one. Uh, it's you know they sort of shopped sixteen dollars and eleven dollars and now sort of even eight dollars into six dollars this morning. So they're backing a few middle pinners around Foxy Frieda, meaning he might be getting better than the two twenty five currently being shopped.
0: Dean Watley and Mickey Gaddon. They were talking about how they and good on. Got on the lads. They were they they defeated the SP there on Thursday with the weekend preview. I think we're getting thirteen dollars with Osmos there on the Thursday. Um, and it was because they thought that there was a, a tactical advantage with this waterhouse and bot runner, inside draw, on pace, not too much pace in this race, and men could give a good kick and be hard to hard to beat with horses trying to chase when it can pull off some really good sectionals. So That's why you would imagine some of the bigger players can see that this morning as well, Jules. That's why that horse I would imagine would be having plenty of support today and over the last couple of days.
1: Yeah. Outstanding analysis and absolutely right. I mean, we know that um, the map has such a big impact on, you know, what the markets can possibly be doing. You want to have a map advantage uh, on Australian racetracks. That's just proven statistical data backs that up. So, no doubt it's going to have the map advantage. It's just whether it's going to be able to hold off Foxy Frieda, who I say it is in rare air at the moment.
0: While we're on Eagle Farm, Barry wants to know, I'm I'm in love with Malkovich, Jules. What price should I get for that gallop? I'm going to back it regardless today, but I just think back to 1,000. It should be winning, but I just want to know, should I back it late or should I take fixed odds or should I go the tote? Go
1: well, I, w- I was suggesting I wouldn't be ever going the tote, but that's, that's yes. my point of view. Um, <laughs> I think I think Malkovich. I think that five fifty. If you can get six dollars, I think that's probably a good bet. I, I don't think the market's going to no. spit it out from that gate four. It seems a pretty, you know, you know what you're going to get with Malkovich. You're going to be sitting on speed. So I have no real issue there. If you can get you know five fifty six dollars, I don't think it's going to start you know much bigger than that, and I don't think it's going to be a, a big mover. But yeah, I'd be taking around that five dollars, uh, five dollars fifty, six dollars. I think uh, Barry would probably be a good bet. I'll
0: get will get to more of your text messages in just a moment. Oh four double nine seven three six seven three six, and uh, the phone lines are open one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight one three hundred twenty three fifty five forty eight. We're giving away a Signet Power Bank because you need your phone on charge throughout the day, and Signet Power Banks are the best in the business. And also, if you're around the Victoria region or you're visiting Melbourne, um, we'll give you 18 holes plus a cart at the Mandalay Golf Club, which is a beautiful club, just about 45 minutes outside of the city of Melbourne. So um, give us a call, one 2355 48 or 499 736 That's the number you can text us on. We'll take a quick break. This is the opening bell. You're with Gareth Hall and Jules Valence on winners on this Saturday morning, thanks to England's Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer, Kilmore Toyota, ready when you are, killmoretoyota.com.au and Pickleben.